1: Hail cheaters and welcome to the always cheating fantasy premier league podcast this is a special emergency podcast the fantasy premier league game has launched my name is josh i'm here with brandon brandon how are you
0: Happy FPL day, Josh, and happy FPL day to all our listeners. It is a special time. You thought the World Cup was special; it pales in comparison to a website, <laughs> uh, <laughs> website refreshing <bunch>. itself. <laughs> you haven't seen this since Jordan Pickford stopped a penalty in in a, in a penalty shootout. The uh, the explosion of activity on FPL Twitter was something else.
1: Quite a lot of yes, yeah, so it's been it's been literally forty eight hours, less than forty. It's been literally forty one hours since this kind of excitement. Grip the internet. Uh, question for you. Do you think they launched this game earlier than they meant to because of the player price leak that happened this morning?
0: You do wonder. Uh, I was browsing the players, and we'll, we'll talk about a number of them coming up. But uh, I stumbled upon my team, Fulham, and their their list of players, of which they have 12. Um, so oh, yeah. as, as of today, Fulham has one sub, and it's a goalkeeper. So <laughs> Don't get so uh, yeah, you, you do wonder, and and I think we'll talk a lot about the changes to the game, or or uh, the the fact that there are none. It does feel like they didn't launch it with too many bells and whistles.
1: I wonder. So this morning, uh, for anybody who who has a job or something, I don't know, I don't know how I I saw all this, but like it was sort of like the. the the player price list kind of leaked out and it was not released on the site itself. Somebody got access to it. Of course, in the way of the internet, you know, somebody leaked it and then uh, 10,000 people got it and started sharing it out and who knows where you know, it came from originally. Um, so it's out there and then suddenly it gets taken down. Right. Um, mm-hmm. like I actually, I was getting in for work. I shared it out by the time I was on the subway, it was already down. Um, and so, but p- people, of course, had taken screenshots and people started talking about prices um it turns out that the fantasy Football scout which is kind of a partner of the website or something or they're involved in some way they had like a special video they were going to roll out <laughs> it's only mm-hmm. it was like whoa the game's here and it was just like <laughs> i it was like I, I, it was like someone was just like you know what let's just release the game that's like normally they like roll the the price because you know yesterday on twitter they were rolling these prices out slowly like oh you want to see yeah. what sell is here's like let's tease it for three hours you know
0: <laughs> was bobby uh, firmino the first price reveal I it, think might, might have
1: it, it may have been, yeah, um yeah, who's gone up all of point five million uh over <laughs> the last years, uh so I, I don't know, I don't know you know if it leaked you know if it was always expected to leak today or not, but uh it has leaked, the game is back, um so we are here to talk about it. We've got a lot of different questions from people um we have so we're gonna talk a little bit about uh changes of the game, there's a lot of talk about the the heavy hitters you know the the really expensive players that. Uh, that score all the points, but cost you a ton of money um, we have some big picture strategy questions, and um, we're gonna talk a little bit as well about um, uh, players on the promoted skides uh, to look out for uh, mm-hmm. players have changed designations um, there's just a lot to cover a lot of different questions uh but this is really more of a first impression podcast so we're going to do this podcast and then uh, we'll do team previews we'll do our annual 10 tips for for FPL success based on our own experience. And we always sort of solicit advice from other um, other smart people out there. Um, I mean, no one's smarter than us, Brandon. Yeah, course.
0: I was going to say you might take advice from other people, Josh, but <laughs> I'm number one, best all right. time.
1: Well, it's mostly advice that I take from Brandon. It's a good podcast. <laughs> people <laughs> seem to like it. Uh, so, uh, we've Josh, got some...
0: you, you sit on my knee for uh, an hour while I talk to you about <laughs> FPL, or I talk yes. at you.
1: It's the most uncomfortable hour of the year for me every year. Uh, but people seem to like it, so we'll, we'll do it again. Uh, we have a couple of kickoff questions here. This is from uh, Big I 3 k on Reddit. Uh, it says, uh, first question is a 60-second update on each of your own lives. Uh, it says, because we care, 60 seconds only, though, which I think is tough but fair. Brandon, <laughs> how are you? Are you do Are you good?
0: Uh, All right. Start the clock. Um, I am good. Uh, This FPL podcast was such an emergency. I just want everyone to know, this is is me catching you up on where I am Mm -hmm. in my life. I was meant to pick up my dry cleaning on the way home today, but I had to cut a few errands off of my list of things to do. So I don't have clothes to wear (laughs) to visit my in-laws this weekend because of this podcast. And that is how much I love FPL and I love our listeners. So, So, I mean
1: what what's the backup like paint splatter jeans like overalls like <laughs> anything yeah, graphic tees graphic tees <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> exactly <laughs> like deep deep v yeah basically you know the uh what aguero uh and uh, kieran trippier did to their jerseys during during their recent matches in the world cup they like took scissors and cut uh mm-hmm. down the collar and their that's what i that those are the shirts that i have to wear right now that's to go amazing. hang out with my mother that's, and father in law you're
1: going to blow them away <laughs> uh, not much else is going on with me. I mean, you and I watched, uh, the, you've watched some world cup games on Tuesday. Uh, we did our normal black course, uh, trip and we watched the uh, England Columbia match, which was, um, kind of hilarious. Not, not a super exciting game. Made, it was, it was a game that was made more exciting because of, of Twitter, obviously. And so many people that we follow who, who, you know, who really care about the England team. I mean, it was basically a one-sided match, um, yeah. until the 93rd minute, Yep. Um, you know, and kind of a, I mean, it, w- it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily a fluky goal. It was, I mean, it was just a corner kick, you know, a set piece goal, but, um, but given the, the one sidedness of the match, it was insane. That it went to extra time.
0: Um, yeah. Immediately but, everyone just starts gripping the bottom of their chair. Like, oh no, this, yeah. this can't be happening. Oh yeah. We were laughing. I mean, it was hilarious. It was just so... <laughs> we're not in, not in a complete no, I mean spirited way. We were, were
1: pulling for England, but it was just like, it was, of course that happened. You know, it was just, it was great.
0: <laughs> there was a there was a family behind us, a, a father in a Columbia jersey and is, looked like a two-year-old also in a Columbia jersey. And that didn't stop us from high-fiving when Jordan Pigford made that uh, last, last-ditch last <laughs> penalty say.
1: Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is that I, I'm really on my way to becoming a full-on British citizen because um, last night, instead of watching the fireworks, my wife and I, after the baby went to bed, uh, just watched great British Bake Off episodes. Um, oh, new we season like, on the
0: PBS app
1: Exactly, we were like, do you want to go watch Fireworks? And uh, she was like, not really And I was like, I don't either, let's keep watching the show <laughs> uh, So exciting Fourth of July for us uh,
0: it, it, it was funny when you said when you said that you and I watched recently the World Cup, I thought you were going to say that you and I recently got together and watched the movie Roadhouse starring Patrick Swayze, oh, which we also that's, did.
1: That's that's a Patreon exclusive pod. We, I could go I could do I could think I could do a marathon 24 hours on that podcast. No sleep, <laughs> no water, anything. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: All right. That's All more right. than 120 yeah. seconds. So,
1: yeah. Second question uh, is one player per position. Uh, that you guys are locking in right away, just to speed things along. Let's just say one player that you're locking in right away. Who's one player, Brandon? Uh,
0: Hendrik Mikitarian for Arsenal. Arsenal had hmm. two really tough fixtures to start, but then it's a sea of of pretty, pretty, um, I hesitate to say easy fixtures, but very um, advantageous fixtures for Mickey, Mickey. And priced at 7.0. That yeah. is uh, pretty incredible for. Price, price uh, to buy. Uh, yeah, price to buy. So uh, he's he's right in in the middle of my sights. What about you? I, I had uh, Sergio Aguero um,
1: I, at eleven million. I think that's a, a fair price uh, given his returns. Um, I do not think that Jesus will be starting the season um, with uh, just given how far Brazil. I, I suppose if Brazil loses tomorrow, maybe he comes back sooner. I think even then, making it all the way to the quarterfinals will be far enough into into the summer that he's going to need an extended break off. And then he'll need to you know, train to get back into the squad. I do not think that we see, um, we see uh, Jesus until the second or third week. So,
0: and it, it's not like he, the man is in scintillating form either. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think, uh, and I mean, I obviously where I did make the, the round of 16 um, for Argentina, but he actually didn't, I mean, he didn't play incredible minutes. And so he didn't even play in the third match. So yeah, uh, maybe right. he came on very late in the third match, but uh you know, didn't get didn't get a ton of minutes. So um I think that Aguero is uh you know, gonna be back in the squad and, and uh, scored a couple of player. couple
0: of nice goals there in the World Cup. So he Thanks. whereas yeah. his his counterpart, Jesus, is is thus far scoreless.
1: Yeah, I mean scored exactly, he scored the extra time goal against uh against uh France. I mean they almost tied it, which would have been yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um so that's that's who I have in there right away. I actually have Leo Sané in too. Um just, you know, player who has had all summer off and uh um, should start like like Gangbusters, um, and then one unpopular opinion. So what is this what is the this is the third opinion? question? Yep, this, this uh, is third
0: I have question. an un- unpopular opinion for you, Big I three K. Uh, there might be too much football in the world. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you think so? You're feeling, it's feeling like too much right now?
0: I mean, we, we were talking before we started recording about how uh, getting back into the FPL site put the FIFA World Cup fantasy game in stark relief. Like I'm yeah. deeply uncomfortable. It's like learning a, a second language or a third or a fourth language going into that site. Yeah. It's really nice back being in FPL, but now I'm juggling both at the same time. When is there going to be a break? Is there really almost... There's, there's basically five weeks left until the Premier League season starts. And we still have um, quarterfinals, semifinals, the, the final and the third place match to go in the World Cup. When does it stop? <laughs> I don't know. You and I both – we've got some vacations coming up, both of us, though. So we're we're fine. We're good. Yeah. Don't worry about us.
1: Yeah. Uh, my unpo- – I actually – okay. My unpopular opinion I think is more just a boring opinion. Um, and just I've been looking through all the prices and – I think that Burnley is still a, a team that people are underrating a little bit. And I see a lot of value in that Burnley squad. So I don't know if that's in a popular opinion, but it feels like a very unsexy opinion. I have not seen yeah. a ton of Burnley players in these template squads. And it, it, they're fairly priced, but this is an experienced team that hasn't changed. I mean, someone like, you know... Uh, you know, Goodmanson at six million to me just it seems like very good value in that in that midfield and the defense. I mean, these guys are still five million. That's that is not a bad, Ben Me or or Tarkowski at five million it seems like an extremely fair price.
0: It may so, be fair, yeah. but do we did we only ever rate Burnley to begin with because the value was there at four point Cast, five? Right. My, casting my mind back to last season, the second half of the season, clean sheets were pretty hard to come by. For Burnley, and um, I think we stuck with them just because they they did always have the potential of the clean sheet. Yeah. 5.0 will cause us to actually really evaluate <laughs> Burnley as a team. True. Yeah. So, which is very yeah, yeah. And I have
1: had the I'd say most of those players have had the summer off. I mean, obviously Gibbonson played for Iceland, but most of the players have had the summer off. Uh their fixers are very good to start the season. Uh, as you know, you you don't like them, you know, and so again, unpopular opinion, Brandon. No one, <laughs> no one likes Burnley, but me, and that's where I want to be. I want to be the lone well, but Burnley nobody supporter. nobody
0: loves Sam Vokes more than me. And how dare you say that <laughs> Sam true. Vokes took the tum- summer off? He's been he's been picking up all manner Practicing, of odd jobs over yeah. the summer.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been working odd jobs. I, I know he was painting roofs for a while. He's 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 doing great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, we uh, changes to the game. Um, what's new? Uh, basically nothing. Um, there, the chips are still the same as they were before. The bonus points are the same. Uh, we have some players who move positions, uh, which we'll get to, uh, in a little bit. Um, but I guess the only thing that has actually changed is something that I don't actually care about personally, but I know it was kind of a, kind of, it's kind of a big deal to some people on the site, which is that the weekly prize system has changed. So, you know, each week they have a, you know, a team of the week, um, it's always some random person who fluked into a super high score. Um, it's like never a team that's
0: doing well in general. And, um, or it's somebody who created a ghost team. Right. Somebody who created week. a
1: ghost team. Exactly. Um, so you can tell, you, I, I guess I'm giving away how I feel about the weekly, um, the weekly team of the week. Uh, but they've changed it so that, uh, you cannot use chips, uh, and you must have joined at least two weeks before the game week, uh, to be eligible so, um, if you are, uh, you know, if you want to be, obviously it doesn't apply to like the first two weeks of the season, but if you want to be eligible for like the game week five, um, team of the week, then, um, you have to have joined at least two weeks before. Um, and, uh, you can't use a chip during that. So that's the, you know, the triple captain, the bench boost or the, um,
0: the free hit chip, uh, all of which we'll talk about. Uh, what are the prizes? Later I, I honestly didn't even know that they had weekly prizes. <laughs> I'm not I just even assume sure people fell the over themselves yeah. just to get the uh, the highest score of the week and take a I screenshot. Know. It's
1: like that. once a week I hear someone like goes on Twitter and and starts getting really mad about this, and I'm just like, I don't. How would you even game for it? It feels it feels like the win Team Week. is like the flukiest thing. Like everything would have to break perfectly i don't know so I, I i'm not too worked up about that the the other we have a couple of comments um uh you know mctavius asks uh, what are your feelings and the fact that it looks like there are no changes or additions to the chips dave way load off front of the podcast says no changes to bps there are conspiracies the prices are changed after scanning message boards but bonus points are apparently a-okay question mark question mark uh miss shot still penalized come on you know, we talked a lot about bonus points last season. There was it really, it was driven by Mo Salah, a player who uh, was not really a bonus point magnet, despite putting up uh, some pretty incredible statistics. Um, you know, far and away the uh, overall top, top uh, point getter in FPL, but he really didn't do it through his accrual of bonus points. And uh, yeah. I think you and I differ a little bit on the bonus point system. You're sort of fine with it yeah. rewarding people the way it does. I. F- feel like it should reward attacking play a little bit more and not i feel like it punishes attacking players a bit too much um but the system is what it is i you know it's a new season i don't want to like i don't want to start complaining about bonus points this early i just don't have the i don't have it in me
0: you know (laughs) i'm just (laughs) impressed that dave actually went through and already scrutinized the uh, bps algorithm (laughs) i just want to respond to mctavius's question though and er everyone should relate to this this is the exact feeling that you get when you download the new version of FIFA, be it uh, 17, 18 or 19 that's going to get released in September, it's always the same package with a different skin. I feel like there are um, seasons of the FIFA game, uh, the video game that is, that uh, they, they either have a new engine that's happening or they do a full overhaul of the menu system. We are getting the FPL game that is like that off season where they vir- did virtually no changes to the game. And and I guess coming out of the world cup, this would be the season to have right. a very like low threshold of, of changes.
1: It's like when they roll like the iPhone 6S or whatever, right? <laughs> where it's like, yeah, we like changed like some of the underlying data, but it's basically the same phone you got last year. You yeah. know, it's like the same phone but 10% better.
0: The thing that shocked me most is that they didn't do any changes to the chip system, um, yeah. Not like elaborate changes, but we're all in agreement that the bench boost is is now the most useless chip. The fact that we got rid of all that all attack last season was great. Um but I feel like we could have done something a little more interesting apart from Bench Boost. So I'm I'm somewhat yeah. surprised. That would have been something that would have gotten a lot more conversation going on about the game online. Not that there wasn't a lot yeah. already.
1: Having played the FIFA game, there are a couple of things like the um, the max captain option, which is basically you play your max captain, and then whoever scores the most points for you that week becomes your captain. Um, that's an interesting one. Uh, there, you can, there's some rollovers on captains and I mean, I, am just going to, you know, I think the easiest explanation here is that, you know, this, this game, and I, I, don't mean this as a complaint, but it's just the way it is. This game is run through the fantasy premier league site, right? The fantasy premier league site is a, it, it is the, the official arm of the game. It is not, the goal is not to make things more complicated for people. The goal is to do fun things that get more people to join the game. Right. And so they just don't listen to us nerds. (laughs) It's just not that it's not their concern. They know we're hooked. They know we're addicts. You know, Uh everything they do is about making it more fun for people who are casual. Um, And I think it always works out in the end. I mean, yeah, like people fluke into great scores. And then there's probably going to be some in your mini league this year who who, you know, that runs the table all season or whatever, you know. Um but in general, um, I think that, you know, all of these bonus point, you know, the the you know, figuring out how to use how to, you know, take advantage of players who are bonus point magnets, figuring out how to use the chips correctly, these are things that you just have to adapt to as a as a good manager and and um and the not, nerds and will ban the game about. to our will. Exactly. Yeah. I mean like you yeah, know it's a new season. Let's not let's not start off complaining too much. You know, so uh, Dave is an angry man, and uh, I know grip, he's working Dave. on it. Yeah, I know yeah. he's 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 in therapy, and you know hopefully he'll hopefully he'll get through that. But that's that's between him and his counselor,
0: Brandon. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to talk about heavy hitters now. We have a, question, a couple questions from our listeners. Stephen Hardman asks: Happy with Salah's price? This is the biggest talking point. The greatest FPL season in history last season from Mo Salah. Now he comes in at thirteen million pounds. Fair price?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could say that he's overpriced given his yeah. performance last year. Okay. I right. guess
0: that's the wrong question to ask. It's not that it is it a fair price um, because, yes, in the grand scheme, he's a, an amazing fantasy player. So it is. Right. Is it a price that's going to work in any of our FPL setups?
1: <laughs> yeah, I have him in my my current FPL team that I spent like four minutes putting together earlier today just for fun. It's amazing how much you can't fit into your team if you have Mosala. I mean, it is really, you're going to need, you're probably going to need multiple 4.5 million midfielders, uh, probably going to need a 4.4 million defender. Uh, I mean, in order to make him work in the squad right now, I've got uh, Josh King and Billy Reed as my, as my, or Bobby Reed, excuse me, as my two forwards (laughs) uh, along with Aguero. So it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't yeah, Red know Dagger. Red Dagger
0: speaks to this insanity. He says Salah, Sterling, and Kane combo is thirty six point five percent of your total budget. That is a bit nuts. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the um, the okay. squad balance with a guy like Salah is just—it's really going to be tricky.
1: All right, this is just you know just a, a question. I mean, we're not we're not digging too deep into stats right now, but you know, Mo Salah, thirty two goals, twelve assists last season, uh, seven bonus points total. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. at 26 <laughs> bonus points. Uh, 32 goals, 12 assists. I mean, he can't get close to those numbers again, can he?
0: Yeah, so this is um, – it's the gambler's fallacy. It's that age-old thing that keeps coming up multiple so- times every FPL season. Uh, this idea that surely a player can't keep it up or surely right. a player is due for something. You just can't <laughs> say – it, I this season will obviously be very telling for Salah. Right. is it was last season, just a miracle season for him. And will he come back to earth ever so slightly? And I, I can't mean, predict Ro- that. I don't know.
1: Roberto Firmino with 15 goals and eight assists is 3.5 million cheaper uh, it's it's very tempting. I mean, you know, and, like,
0: and Sadio Mane nine point five as well. So there are right. some people saying, "Well, why not just go in for Mane and Firmino?" The old uh, coverage discussion. Right. But the way I look at it is, if you believe Liverpool is going to do well, Salah is going to be the one reaping all of the rewards, and I feel like he had to start right. with Mo Salah.
1: Let me let me let me ask you this: uh, There is a player who was was once capable, just a one one year ago. Of putting up Mo Salah type numbers, Uh, finally gets a summer off for the first time in like six years because he's played in like somehow they like run a Copa America every like other year now, Uh, and um, and now is finally rested, finally integrated into a squad. Alexis Sanchez, ten point five million. I mean, he had twenty four goals and eleven assists in the sixteen seventeen season. Um, You know, nine goals and ten assists last year, which isn't too shabby. Um, are you interested in Alexis Sanchez as an option and maybe even as a yeah. solid replacement?
0: I do like that price very much, but I still have big reservations about him playing for Jose Mourinho. And, uh, you yeah, know, we saw a whole season of this with Manchester United. They had um, really flair players who seemed stifled going forward and they just didn't score enough goals. There was something that didn't look quite right about Alexis Sanchez. So I I love the price. Um I feel like I don't have the guts to jump on him right from game week 1.
1: Yeah, I I I don't know. I'm really I'm yeah, I the problem is it's just so hard to move to him, you know? I mean like with Salah, let's let's you know, the I guess there is a question of whether Salah starts the season. I think he probably will, right? I mean they only played 3 matches, but he's you know, we don't really know where the shoulder is still, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, again, the season's only four weeks away. Um, you know, sometimes the players separate a shoulder, it's, it's months and months, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's already been two months, but
0: yeah. And um, Klopp is, yeah. Klopp showed this, uh, the last couple of seasons, he's very interested in stretching, um, p- setting the pace for his players. Cause he plays right. the heavy metal metal style of football. He doesn't want that burnout. So yeah, I could totally see him resting Sala a bit at the start, just to know he can get the better of him toward the end of the season. Right.
1: Remember how much he was rested at the start of last season? The first, I don't know, maybe two. Was he rested at maybe two of the first four? I mean, yeah. I think he played in all four of those games. but He, I think he still he came in minutes. and scored a
0: brace sure. against who was sure. that Stoke City or somebody else of, of that ilk.
1: Just saying, super expensive, coming off an injury. Uh, I, I wonder if there's some options that might be a little more palatable. Uh, moving on to a couple players that are also really expensive. David Rose says uh, Raheem Sterling is ludicrously overpriced. Uh, he's been out of the game, uh, put out of the game like Sanchez was, uh, more expensive than Sanchez, Kevin De Bruyne and Hazard, full on wrong. Wow. Strong I words.
0: To, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with David here. It does, it does really stick out. It's probably the one price that really sticks out is kind of crazy. He, I wouldn't say crazy. I mean, 18 goals and 17 assists last year. That's a remarkable turn it's an interesting counterpoint to the most solid conversation we were just having where we're like well 13 it seems fair what a wonderful season and sterling was almost as much of a must-have for long stretches of last season as, as Salah was uh, yet still with a team like man city they do share the points much more than liverpool does right so i do uh, yeah and it, one okay, thing and then, we're going to
1: get to in a second here, Brandon, but we talked about this with Jesus. I think it's also true of Sterling. There's a good chance that Sterling isn't in the squad at the start of the season, right? I mean, if England beats Sweden, they're on to the World Cup semifinals, you know, if they yeah. beat the finals. I mean, you know, we're talking about them being done with the World Cup in a couple weeks time and then the season starting like two weeks after that.
0: And you then know, you I, have you yeah. could have uh, you could in theory have Riyad Mahrez to slot into that position. You've got Bernardo right. Silva. You right. have uh, Leroy Sané, which I'm sure will come up later in this podcast.
1: They yeah.
0: they don't need to jump out of the gates with Raheem Sterling in the starting eleven. Yeah.
1: Did you see that Gundogan is only 5.5 million? <laughs>
0: He, that is, he like, gets it's, no respect in the FPL game. He, he never has. Get,
1: that there was it was the start two is, seasons ago when price. he
0: first came to City. Right, he looked like yeah. he was going to be the FPL asset of all assets when he yeah. scored in consecutive matches and he was priced that low.
1: I mean, the thing is, at five point five million, you I, you can just bring him in, and even if he doesn't play some matches, it's fine, you know. And you can just rotate him with some like five million fifth midfielder or something. You know, yeah. um, Pat is really I – mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at his returns last two years. I mean, only four goals and two assists last season, three and one the season before. But, you know, long-term injury that spanned over those two seasons, you know. So, um, yeah, I, and, and, you know, it didn't really play that much for Germany. Um, I don't think, right? I mean, I I don't think – did he start all three of those matches? I don't think so. Uh,
0: I don't think he did either. Uh, he looked pretty complacent uh, when he was on the pitch for – I mean, like m- most of the German midfield did. but. Um, right. Right, hard to read too much into that. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson asks about the the uh, the Englishman of the hour, Harry Kane. Jeremiah yeah. Johnson says, "Kane to blank in August again. Now, will he blank because he can't? He'll play and he can't score, or will Kane blank because he's going to be late coming back into the squad?"
1: <laughs> yeah, probably both. Right. I mean, there's Kane is not making my okay. So here's the thing: like all this, you know, twelve point five
0: is that his price? Is yeah. that right?
1: yeah at twelve point five which is another it's a fair price in general I don't have major columns with any of these player prices um they they really do a pretty good job every year i'd say of of fairly pricing these players i mean the fun of it is of course is to find the it, it's the expensive players that stick out but it's it's the lower price ones that are that are fun right and we have a section coming up about uh promoted squad players and those are the ones that are really you know where you can just strike gold right mm-hmm. i mean you yep. know get yep so um to, uh, to answer yeah to answer his question, um, uh, yeah, Kane is not going to be in my squad the first two or three weeks of the season. I, I actually think there's a pretty good chance that Kane doesn't play until, uh, until after the first international break. I mean, the guy needs a break, right? I mean, he just, like, play, he's played way too much the first few years of his career, uh, you know, led to him being really fatigued at the end of the last season, battling injuries. Um, I think, you know, whenever the World Cup's over, he's going to need, you know, two or three weeks to rest, and, you know, then, you know, two weeks from now, though, is like when the season's almost ready to start, you know. So um, I just don't see him slotting right into the squad, even even as like a younger player. I just I think it's unlikely
0: that whole Spurs Spurs could be depending on how far England goes in the World Cup. That's that's a lot of it's almost half of Spurs starting lineup. It'd be interesting <laughs> yeah. to see how that impacts the start of their season.
1: It's interesting. I actually I have Christian Eriksson in my squad right now because I, I like his price at nine point five million and. Um, and I do think, yeah, like I was actually thinking about that. I was like, well, someone's got to play, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, Sun is another option too. I mean, Sun is only $8.5 So So, um, you know, pretty well, reasonable Well, heck, throw, throw
0: Uriente in there. Uh, Uriente coming in at 6.0. Sure. And maybe Spurs will bring in yet another bargain basement uh,
1: second hey, Brandon, string uh, striker. Throw Harry Winks in there, all right? Hey. Just throw him in. <laughs> Just toss him in there, see what happens.
0: Just mix it up with Winks.
1: Gun to one winks, man. That's my that's that's the double pivot in my in my midfield. Yes. All right. So uh, last question for heavy hitters. Uh stay shining says if I take out Salah, I have the kind of balanced team I want, but who doesn't buy Sala? Oh, uh, we've been here uh, with so many players over the years, haven't we? Who yeah. doesn't buy Aguero? Who doesn't buy Kane? It's you yeah. know, it's who doesn't buy Sterling? You can't have everybody, you know, you gotta you gotta pick your spots.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, that you can recover from that. You you can have exit strategies. There are wild cards. Uh, right. and you know, I guess we can underscore this again and again as we gear up for the, uh, the season, but stay shining. It's all about having fun. Do yourself. Do you. <laughs> that's true.
1: Although winning is fun for me. So that's, it's it true. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, I was, I was starting to say this earlier, but you know, I think one thing that, um, that I think we really want to keep in mind is I think um, a lot of a lot of savvy managers will be planning an early wild card um, going into the season because I think there's a team that you could put together for the first three or four weeks uh, based around players that you know are going to start. Someone like Leroy Sané is just almost guaranteed to start, right? Um, mm-hmm. in most, most have done all of those early matches because he just, he's hasn't played in months, you know, the I mean, way I just...
0: picture that Man City lineup in the first game week is basically Leroy Sané being the only Man City player on the pitch and still scoring like four goals. So, yeah.
1: Right, exactly. And they, they have a tough match away to Arsenal to start the season, uh, or possibly to, I don't know, really, you tough, know, it's tough, interesting tough team. Match. it'll be, well, who knows what, Ars- I mean, who knows what Arsenal's going to look like at this point, you know, yeah. uh, in, in two months. I mean, it's. Uh, feel that feels very. I, I'm really excited about the Unai Emery signing. I think that all the business they've done so far is really good. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I mean, it's eh, we don't even know what they're going to line up like right now. You know. Yeah. So I think it's it's hard. And I was I was looking at some of their players. I mean, someone like Kalasnik is, you know, he's down to five million um you know he's pretty tempting at that price i mean you know if he plays you know but then you've got yeah uh check check in uh and uh leno too and they're both five million as well so you know whoever wins the starting spot between those Mm -hmm. two um is a five million starting keeper on arsenal i mean that's a very reasonable price i mean it's been a long time since arsenal had a starting keeper at five million or cheaper
0: yeah, Klaassenek is an interesting one, right? Because if he if he does win favor with Emery, then um, he has great attacking potential as well. So I I, I would go him over one of yeah. those goalkeepers every day.
1: Yeah, there's just so many so many you know fullbacks and and wingbacks on that team right now. I mean, they sort of bought him when they were going to do that three at the back, and yeah. are they going to hold? You know, they're going to do that. I mean, they've got Licksteiner as well now, and. I mean looks 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 like it's really more of a of a barren competitor but yeah. uh and now they've got Socrates uh which is amazing so I mean you know just a wonderful philosopher I think that's really going to help their No he, he their, is pr- a you know. purveyor
0: of American soccer themed t-shirts Socrates <laughs> Socrates <laughs> no, I, I think the uh, the the most exciting prospect with Arsenal and Emery is is could he possibly go with Two up front could Lacazette and Aubameyang be playing together? And if that were the case, right. nine point five for Lacazette, or even even then, you um, start uh, uh, adjusting for an eleven million striker and Aubameyang, which could be uh, right. a great deal.
1: I, I had Aubameyang in my squad for a while. I, I really couldn't fit him in. If I have Salah, it kind of feels like Sala or Aubameyang for me right mm-hmm. now. Um, I don't see Aguero uh, moving out of my squad. Um, but, uh, yeah, the S- Sala, it's like, I'm kind of trying to talk myself out of Sala right now. Um, okay. I guess the, just, I think that price really does put you in a bind, you know, yeah. it really, it, it just, it really just makes your entire team worse and you're banking on him replicating a season that I'm just not sure he can, you know, I mean, I mean he's a great player, but it's not like, I don't know. I mean, he was knocking in the goals at Roma too. So, you know, it's not like it like came out of nowhere. It wasn't like he scored, you know, it wasn't like he turned into that. Riyad Mahrez, the season that you know Lester won the league. I mean, he's yeah. you know he's put up big numbers in big leagues, but um, I, I just don't know if he can replicate it. I mean, he won the Golden Boot as a midfielder. You know, it's pretty 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 incredible. <laughs>
0: I mean, as an FPL midfielder, I think you could you could sure. debate what position he was actually playing on the yeah. pitch for Liverpool. D- did
1: you think he was going to get? Classified as a forward, I I kind of I, did.
0: I didn't think so. Um, I really didn't. I think uh, certainly how wide he typically played for Liverpool. I think FPL has always favored wide players in the midfield. Um, uh, I mean, the the bigger talk of wide players is moving them back to defenders, like the the Victor right. Moses effect.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll get to more of those. And, and oh, yeah. So Masala, actually, what
0: I'm saying yeah. is, yeah. I'm shocked they didn't move Mosala to a defender. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Keeper,
1: actually, I think he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> compete with uh, with Carius this soft season. Uh, all right, so uh, let's move on to some some big what I'm calling uh, big picture strategy questions. Uh, this is the first of two questions, Brandon from Vinyl Richie. He was he was these come from our the always cheating Slack, which is uh, just great for for early FPL conversation. If you if you'd like to join that, by the way, you can go to Patreon.com/AlwaysCheating. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. So, Vinyl Richie says, "How heavily do we consider the fact that some players played uh, or did not play in the World Cup? Uh, is Aubameyang more attractive than Lukaku Aguera because of this? Uh, is Sanchez over Hazard? Um, I think I'd throw Salah in there as well. Uh, more mm-hmm. attractive? So, we've already been talking about this a little yeah. bit. I mean, how how heavily are you weighing this right now? I mean, it it's it's saying?
0: heavy speculation, isn't it? We but but. It, as speculative as it is, we do see actual proof of this. Sanchez is such a great example of this. When Chile won the Copa America, Sanchez wasn't back into the starting lineup for Arsenal for, for weeks and weeks. Uh, right. So there is precedent. Uh, right. Which players get that treatment is definitely down to what the team sheet looks like, what how the manager feels, how fit the player is how right. how demanding the previous season was. You look at Lukaku was playing, uh, he was playing Champions League. Man United didn't go terribly far in the Champions League. But, you know, these guys are, uh, there are players that are playing on all fronts for their club, then jumping into a long World Cup campaign. Uh, right. Those are the players that I would be most concerned about.
1: I will say in the, the squad that I have, I'm looking at my full 15 players right now, My my kind of, you know, quick the quick sort of team that I put together. There isn't a single player in that fifteen who is currently in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So anybody who is in the quarterfinals or further, uh, or obviously they're in the heading to the quarterfinals tomorrow. But anyone who is that far advanced in the World Cup is not in my squad. I just don't trust that they're going to be uh, starting for their team going into game week one. All right. Fantasy Football Pundits says, if you had a $10 free bet to predict who this season's sub-7 million golden nugget differential would be, where would your money go?
0: This is – I feel like if you go sub-7 million, um, the easy way out is to just go, oh, Marcus Alonso at (laughs) 6.5. That's that's right. So Can we agree that we're taking defenders off of the the table? All right. Defenders Um, off the table. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, Fulham is interesting just because they are known, their current squad is known for playing a, an attacking style of football, and Tom Carney priced at $5 million. It is somewhat unclear what the penal, who the penalty taker is going to be for Fulham. Uh, hmm. They didn't get a ton of uh, penalties last season, but Oliver Norwood, who is this low knee from Brighton, was taking most of their penalties. Carney being the captain, will he be on PKs? Will If they don't get Mitro, will another striker come in? I could see somebody like Danny Ings coming in for Fulham. That would be kind of amazing, and that would be an interesting Hmm. bet to place on a sub-7 million uh, Golden Nugget. But I was just going to say, just uh, you, uh, speaking of sub-7 million and Fulham, we have to talk about Ryan Sessegnon because all, all the fantasy podcasts are going to be talking about him because he's one of the highest-rated players coming up from the championship. I think you have to rate Sessignon higher than Carney just uh, on paper, but as, as an FPL asset, the savings that you get from Carney who is locked into a starting role, um, I take him nine times out of ten over Sessegnon at this point.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, the price is, is really it. I mean, $1.5 is huge at that, when you're talking about a third or yeah. fourth. And six point five
0: is such a pivot point in the midfield. You look at a guy mm-hmm. like Theo Walcott, who's at six point five. million. Um, I mean, that's a whole conversation that we could have. But if you're comparing Cess- a 19-year-old Cessignon to these really uh, seasoned veterans like Walcott, at the same price you you would go Walcott i think uh, over assessing on right wouldn't you thea walcott
1: i don't <laughs> i don 't think so no, I mean, i guess i'd I, it just seems more fun. Uh, I mean, okay. Obviously, yes. We're talking. We would if we're talking about just pure point. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I reject the premise. I would. I, yeah, fair, fair I think play. I, I don't get uh, either
0: one. Yeah, I think I said the word speculation earlier. That is entire speculation. This conversation is moot as soon as the season starts and we see a couple of games. <laughs> then we'll actually yeah. know what the what the correct player is to go with. So let's. Let's wait right. and see
1: I'll, on that one. I'll I'll just I'll just throw two out. One is uh Gundawan, who we've already spoken about, uh 5.5 million. Um, I think there's a good chance he gets some pretty serious minutes this season. Um I think at that price you can bring him in. Um and and as I said before, you you as long as you've got a rotation option there, like a player who you know is going to start. Um I think that I think it's worth the risk at that price. Uh I mean, he had moments last season where he was an incredibly attacking player, David Silva esque, I would say. Um, you know, in terms of his kind of, uh, willingness to, to shoot fairly accurately on goal, you know, typically outside the box, but, you know, uh, really, really creative player. Um, so I, you know, and kind of a bonus points magnet, if I recall as well, Mm uh, the other player is, um, I mean, in the the kind of limited minutes that he's had, um, the other player is, uh, Bobby Reed, who, uh, Brennan, as you know, I love a short player. Big fan Mm -hmm. of the the shorties. Yes, Uh, you are not a super tall, not a super tall man myself. Uh, Bobby Reed, five point five million forward for Cardiff. Uh, Really fair price, I think, at five point five million. I think a really interesting option as a third, um, as a third forward. Uh, Nineteen goals, seven assists in forty six appearances for the championship. uh, Winning actually, no, they were the championship second place team, uh, Cardiff last year. Uh, So um, he's a short guy. He's cheap. Scores a lot of goals. Go on, Shorty. Uh, I mean, Come on, Shorty. Let's do it. So bo- so Bobby Reed, to me, stands out as an early differential. I think, uh, right. I think there could be some real value there. All
0: right. Our friend FPL Ant on the Slack asked, do you think there's enough forwards this year to revive the 3-4-3? So looking at the uh, outlay of strikers, if you take Harry Kane out of it, I saw three big pivot points. You have 11 million, where you have Aguero and... Obama-Yang. You have 9.5, where you have the likes of Firmino and Lacazette, and then you have 7 million, where you've now got uh, Zaha and Arnatovich and Sanctosin right. at Everton rated right. there. So those are the three... Uh, price spots that I think we're going to be struggling to fit into a front three if we do it, and then trying to cycle in whichever form player is at those price points. So 11, 9.5, 7.0, can you make that three-striker outlay work for you with a strong enough midfield, or do you have to downgrade to the shorties of the world, Josh, the Billy Reeds? <laughs> or the Bob it's body be- Reeds?
1: It it feels a little imbalanced to me to have an expensive forward, a Zaha, and a in a, a Reed. You know, like there's something I don't. It feels like that's not the best way to maximize points. I mean, it really it really depends on whether you've got Sal in your squad. I mean, if you've got a 13 million midfielder, you're probably going to have to lose the money somewhere. And I really like the way they priced defenders this year, and so I I, I don't think I want to lose it there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually really like the idea of starting the season with Alonzo and Valencia, um, you know, Valencia, you know, also had the summer off. So I think, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, right now I've got, I actually have Josh King in my forward line okay. uh, who I re- who really like at 6.5 million. Um, super, I think everyone, you know, remembers how disappointing he was at the start of last season. Uh, but he was actually quite good down the stretch. Um, he wasn't always starting, I guess, as the – it was the one concern there. Um, yeah, Um It was this kind of the crazy thing where – um uh, where Callum Wilson just started in the face of like a 20-game goalless. <laughs> the biggest goal of-
0: drought in the history of <laughs> global football.
1: <laughs> exactly. So uh at $6.5 million, I wonder if that is just a little more of an enabling price. Yeah. So maybe you can have Aguero – in a couple weeks, you know, you know, let's say for me, for hasn't played that many minutes for Brazil. I, I'm, he's an interesting one to me because I, I I don't know. He's still training with them, you know? I mean, if Brazil makes the finals and he hasn't started like any of those games, does, does he need an extended rest still? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's like, he's still traveling with them. He's still on the pitch yeah. every day. So yeah. I don't know.
0: I think uh, the biggest takeaway last season over. was that uh the three, five, two, or even a four four two was working for a lot of the top managers, so yeah. uh, again uh, we're we're trying to predict what this season is going to be like, but uh, right now you cannot still dismiss a four four two or a three five two just kind of yeah. depends on how much value you see there in the midfielder defense
1: yeah i yeah I actually think that's something I'm really gonna try to work on this year is being a little less uh kind of rigid in uh my approach to formations. I I don't know if I can ever do the full on uh Shane Deere five at the back. That's just like it's always gonna be tough for me. But um yeah. yeah but yeah, a more a four four two this year uh makes a lot of sense, especially if you've got Sala as
0: one of your uh as one of your midfielders. Next question, Joshua, comes from Tom Campbell who asks, ambitious request. Could I ask for your early favorite one each for the following prizes, all positions included. So defenders you're back in it. Uh we're looking at three price points 5 uh 4.5 million, 5.5 5 million and 6.0 million. So at 4.5, who do you like? Who who immediately jumps out at you? This is like the well, classic okay. bargain defender price tag.
1: All right, how about uh okay, this is this is a weird one. This will not be a popular one I don't think. Um but uh, how about Masuaku? Who has been uh, reclassified as a uh, as a midfielder? Kind of weirdly, I think. Uh, normally, a player who plays the way that he does gets classified as a um, you know, in sort of a wingback role. I guess he played a little more advanced uh, down the stretch, uh, but he's now been classified as a um, as a midfielder, uh, which is super annoying. But the FPL game did kind of a cheeky thing, which is they made him four point five million. So
0: how cheeky. <laughs>
1: It's very. Cheap. I think it's kind of cheeky. So at four point five million, I kind of like him as as a fifth
0: midfielder. You know, I, can um, can we flash back to how, the the amount of vitriol you were pouring on this poor man yeah, well, at the end when of last losing, season?
1: Cl- yeah, when they're losing clean sheets, sure. But I mean, he's a pretty attacking player. You know, he sends some good crosses, picks up assists. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just he's I kind of interesting in that range. I mean, if I was to pick a defender in that four point five range. Um, I kind of like DeAndre Yedlin uh, at four point five for game. sure. Really, yeah, you know, locked in, locked in that spot. Feels like uh, he's an American, so it's always kind of fun to have another defender uh, that got American. the
0: uh, uh, Cedric Suarez got four point five. I feel like yeah. FPL Towers finally had it up to here with his antics about has his aimless crosses. Uh, <laughs> right. We we all we all buy into the Cedric Suarez narrative every season, and it never quite pans out. 4.5 yeah. finally feels like a fair price um particularly with a Southampton team that's trying to bounce back from a wretched season and Tom Campbell p- points to Cedric as well as one of his favorites for 4.5 but going back to West Ham real quick I think this is the land of great 4.5 assets of course Lucas Fabianski uh the great yeah. de- the great debate was will he come in for West Ham at 4.5 or 5.0 and there right. he is at 4.5. And Winston Reed, talismanic New Zealand central defender, uh, I, he's I, he was injured at the end of last season. But if he's back and starting for them at 4.5, he's a threat on set pieces. I do like him as a uh, Shane Duffy replacement.
1: What about your uh, – who are also 4.5 still. Uh, what about your boy, um, he and Ian Duffy? Duffy and Dunk, you know, the, you always have to say them together. Um, what about um, – uh Tim Ream or uh, Odoy. I know Odoy scored a goal was it in the playoff semifinals?
0: Yeah, yeah. Odoy is a great header of the ball and uh, he talked much about um his his heading prowess after at, after that game when he scored the game winner. But Tim Ream, most Fulham fans voted him player of the season. Uh I don't know. I really just don't know what to make of this Fulham team going into the Premier League. I do wonder if they're going to get um overpowered. By a lot of Premier League size, but and and Re- Ream is not a great goal. Well, they only have twelve players, then that's a, that's <laughs> yeah, they, they, they will fatigue <laughs> quickly. Uh, he's he's not a great attacking threat either. Um, he's he's really great at playing the ball out of the back for Fulham and starting that attack. But I, I'm not quite feeling him in FPL right now.
1: Yeah. At the 5.5 million range, um, I've already talked about Gundawan. Uh, I really like him in that range. Uh, here's kind of a, a unique one, I think. Um, how about Anthony Knockert? Uh, he I wonder if he's got like a second season kind of bounce back season in on. I mean, you remember he was, you know, the sort of talismanic player that helped propel Brighton to the Premier League, you know, going he kind of like – this happens a lot sometimes with these guys where they sort of – it's like that for like, I don't know. It's like the, the this happens like a lot where th-
0: players are good in the championship, but they don't pan out in the premier league. Is that what <laughs> <Exactly>. you're saying?
1: <laughs> but sometimes they actually get better. It's like, they need a little bit of time. I and mean, I, I guess I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking of Matt Ritchie here in particular, who uh, everyone was really excited about when Richie came up with Bournemouth. It didn't quite work. And then, I don't know. It was like that second time around with uh, with Newcastle. He was suddenly a, a different player, a much more valuable uh, yeah. FPL asset. So, uh, I mean, Knocker. I did. I mean, I actually watched, as I think you did too, uh, mostly because they had so many fantasy assets. Um, I watched a fair amount of Brighton last year, and it did feel like he. Got kind of a little unlucky at times, like he maybe could have scored, had more assists than he did.
0: He he's such a tryhard. I think that he gets he messes himself up because he's just trying so hard all yeah. the time. So if he so maybe if that becomes becomes a little more disciplined. Yeah, per, yeah. perhaps. My yeah. favorite and five gross is so
1: expensive at seven. So you know you can that, That's it, ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: nice knowing it Gross. Goodbye. Have a nice <laughs> life. Um, My favorite player at 5.5 is actually Ederson. Um, If you're willing to spend one of your city slots on defense and you're not Mm. going to go with the goalkeeper rotation, I'm Mm. not sure you can do better than Ederson at 5.5.
1: I like that. Yeah, just 5.5 and then that's it, right? He's just... um, Yeah, if you're a a set-and-forget sort of
0: goalkeeper manager, then I think Ederson has the potential to be this season's De Gea.
1: Would you rotate him with a 4.5 or would you just go with a 4 million?
0: I would go with a 4 million because I think – well, it, it depends on what you're going to do with that extra point five. If you go Ederson and a uh, 4.0 non-starting GK, that's 9.5, right? And mm-hmm. Or you do a 4.5 double rotation with, say, um, uh, Fabianski and Matty Ryan Bergevich. or yeah. Guaida or something like that. Um mm-hmm. You're you're only saving point five, so you right. ask yourself, You have to scrutinize the fixtures. Is that a good enough rotation that's going to beat Ederson? And what are you doing with the extra point five? I think I'm going to find a lot of things to do with an extra point five as I'm mm-hmm. tinkering with my squad. I'm right now. I'm feeling like I'm going to go with a goalkeeper rotation for the first time in a number of seasons.
1: Yeah, I know. And Deha, right? They just they just knocked him up point five, and it makes them a little. A little hard to swallow, doesn't it? At six million, it just feels like like it's like it's a bit too much. Uh, The final the final spot that Tom listed uh, suggested was six million. Um, I am not sure I see any. (laughs) Is there there a
0: single player priced at six million? Maybe Charlie Austin (laughs) is he is he at six million?
1: I don't love the defenders that are priced at six million. At least at the start of the season, I mean, the Spurs have like a, just a boatload of six million defenders. But basically, all of them played in the World Cup, and the Belgians uh, are obviously still in it and could be in it for you know a while to go. So, um, I, I guess maybe you could look at Davidson Sanchez, um, who's six million. I mean, they're now they're not out of the World Cup, so that's a possibility. I think um, in that midfield bracket. Um, I don't know that there's like a six million. uh, You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Goodmanson on Burnley. Um, He's an interesting option of 6 million. Yeah, that's
0: that's Tom's pick actually. uh, Goodmanson.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So great minds thinking. Um, and that's it. I don't think I don't. I hate all of the six million forwards. I'm looking (laughs) at it right now. It's uh, Jermaine (laughs) Defoe and Callum Wilson and Charlie Austin is at six point oh. Charlie Austin. I mean, Ashley Barnes actually played pretty well, but he's not. I don't want Ashley Barnes at the start of the season. That's just, there's nothing fun about having Ashley Barnes at the start of the season.
0: No, he's not a cool guy. (laughs) All right, uh, moving on. Next question comes from Shrukaku. Looking at the prices and the way that they played last year, what's the ideal formation to start the season with 3 4 3 or 4 3 3? We kind of touched upon this earlier. Um, I, I feel like I have to do a lot more tinkering. Uh, or is yeah. any tinkering at all with my squad just to see what works best. I mean, Salah is really going to be, I think, what dictates what kind of formation you go with. Uh, right. yeah. uh, last question from Alan Petty. Uh, he
1: says, what lessons did you learn from last year that you were taking into this season? Um, I The one that stands out to me is, I talked about this a little bit earlier, is uh, being too rigid in my thinking uh, being too rigid in my ideas about formations um, in my feelings about players I, there there's con- there's a there's a conservative way to play the game that is very effective but but and then and there's a conservative way to play the game where you're just sort of rejecting ideas right yeah. <laughs> right where you're just like I don't want to have that player because I've had I've had Alonzo in the past and I had a five week run where he didn't do anything for me you know or just like you know just like sort of being stuck in your thinking about certain people and so yeah
0: that's my van anhalt problem
1: right exactly exactly um yeah like last year it was like you you had to increasingly like strain to explain, to explain as he was yeah. getting like a goal in a sheet like every game i like, basically had to insane. call him
0: out and challenge him <laughs> to a fight to prove to prove why i wouldn't bring him into my fpl team <laughs> yeah uh, how about you Um, I think just acting faster, I'm looking to, um, and and this is not meant to be a team value price market sort of a tip, but, uh, I lost a lot of ground sort of hemming and hawing about Raheem Sterling uh, about a third of the way through the season. We had Peter Blake on um, one of our Patreon episodes, and he was took us through the paces like Raheem Sterling. His stats are amazing. Look at him. He is going to go on a great run. Sure enough, he did. And right. I was too slow in making that leap. Then again, yes. um, the flip side of that coin is – Are we never patient enough with players like Erickson and De Bruyne um, or Aspilicueta, those guys that are metronomic and uh, season on season, they're at the top of the points charts. So um, I feel like I've been too patient in the past. I've been trying to go that metronomic route. This season, I am looking to be a little quicker in my decision making.
1: Yep. And uh, I yep i I actually have that same problem um i i'll have one more thing actually which is um that i get really worried about rotation and it scares me off players sometimes and i think I was thinking about this recently, and i think that part of the problem I have is that I tend to have very top heavy teams like i i like to like i like to have a, like a lot of money invested in my top players and um you know, it's like, why well, have Firmino when I can have Sala, you know, and I sort of go for the it's like I go I go for the and yawn every time. <laughs> and I think that what, what ends up happening is that I end up having these overpriced players. And then it really turns me off some of these players like Gundawan, because I'm like, well, I don't want them if they if they if they rotate, I'm screwed because I got nobody on my bench because my team is so top heavy that I basically have a starting 11 and then a bunch of crap on my bench. So if I have a more balanced squad, then I can bring in these players and not worry so much about the rotation risk because I'll have 5 million players, you know, a 5 million defender or 5 million midfielders, like, you know, somebody who who represents some value and can maybe score a goal or get a clean sheet um, in a way that I didn't really last year in my team. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, you know, doing that could really, um, could really help me out. And I think, and maybe that's what I was getting at with Salah earlier is i'm just I'm worried about falling into that trap again of the top heavy team um and and just how much that limits your options
0: yeah all right so this is probably a good time for us to take a quick break right Josh and we can uh come yep. back and we're going to talk about uh our uh, FIFA World Cup league top ten our our patreon league for the World Cup and uh promoted players who are going to be joining us in this new FPL season podcast shame.
1: Brandon, we're back. The Patreon set and forget top 10. Uh, There's still some potential for some changes here. I'm looking through Brazil and Belgium. That's really, that's really where it is. If you, if you had Belgium, you got a shot still.
0: Yeah, and I think Sweden still being in there is going to help uh, the likes of um, Patty Brown. I think uh, if, if yep. Sweden yep. is able to eke out a victory, not that they will against our beloved England. Uh, the the Patty, yeah. you've called me out on this. You're an Irishman, <laughs> and, and you have you have no great stake there. So lots of action here.
1: Yeah, so let's run, run over the top ten quickly. We've got a uh, Patty Brown in tenth, Daniel King in ninth, Sean Mackin in eighth. Uh, Rick Hortensius in seventh, Craig Morrison in sixth, Josh Landon, that's me still hanging on, barely, uh, in, the, in the top ten. Well, not just barely, but I, I keep slipping. Every, every time we do this, I slip down further. <laughs> uh, Jesse Halstead uh, is in fourth, uh, William Syme in third, Ricardo Antunes uh, is actually uh, – no, excuse me, Lou Gutierrez, Lou Gutierrez, Ricardo Antunes, and William Syme are all actually tied for third place right now. Um, and uh, it may come to tiebreakers, that one, Brandon, so uh, congrats to those three.
0: Yeah, excellent, and there is a $100 gift card to com in it for those folks. Also for the World Cup, we have a FIFA McDonald's League. Just re- go through the top 10 there real quick. In 10th place, FPLFC at 252 points. Uh, tied for 8th place, Price Change and Andre 787, and then there is a uh, a chunk of 5th place players here. John Mount, mongoose eight eight eight, and Tomaboy. boy. I'm not saying that right. People were laughing at me, uh, <laughs> but but still didn't tell me exactly how to pronounce Tom Tama-ba-boy. Well, whatever. Uh, it's yeah. an apparently it's an Irish thing. Fourth place, FPL Physio in uh, moving up into third place. It's Cooden underscore eight eight. In second place, it's the FPL General Mark McGettigan. and in first place with 270 points, just one point ahead of the general. It's Floyd Death. Putin in a shift. So congratulations to Floyd death. Uh, you've got a few more rounds to go there to, uh, get a place on our podcast, previewing a, a, uh, premier league team of your choice ahead of the That's new right. FPL season.
1: That's right. And, uh, if you want to listen to an interview with the FPL general, we have an exclusive interview on our Patreon, uh, on our, our Patreon website. Um, you can actually listen to it on the, on the website or just on the Patreon app. Um, the uh, the Patreon, we have some changes, Brandon, to announce. We've got a lot of new pricing tiers and new awesome stuff that we're rolling out this season. Yeah, we um, had a working
0: you... World Cup watch party uh, for <laughs> during did. Sweden and Switzerland. The game was yeah. a bit drab, so we used it as an opportunity to come up with some pretty great ideas for our Patreon supporters. I uh,
1: really should have saved uh, our receipts for that one, Brandon, because uh, that was... Uh, Absolutely, that's yeah, a we, write-off. We, we, yeah, it was like, there was like the whole 30 minutes where you and I were literally just like... Pouring over a notebook while like while,
0: while there was a so giant a giant playing. toe-headed man <laughs> in a Sweden jersey behind us roaring. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. All right. So some of the things that we are launching uh for the new Patreon season, that's patreon.com/slash always cheating. Uh, We really much, very much appreciate anybody who's willing to donate at any tier. Uh, The podcast is actually pretty expensive to produce. Um, It takes a lot of time for us to put everything together. Uh, So anything you can do uh, to to, to help support the podcast, Um, it also helps – uh, us explain to our families why we spend so much time on this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> an inordinate to, amount of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, if, if you want, if you want Brendan to explain to his wife why he doesn't have shirts to go uh, <laughs> to go see his in laws, it's basically because of this podcast how so much time it takes <laughs> up. So, a uh, couple of new things: we have a draft league that we're going to do this year for Patreons at, at, a, at a tier that you can see if you visit the website. I'm not going to get into all the different tiers right now. We're already pretty far into the podcast, but a exclusive draft league for Patreon supporters at, at a, at a certain pledge level. Uh, we have new t-shirts and these T-shirts will be uh, "I Survived the 2018-19 FPL Season." Uh, we're going to have some cool images and logos on there. Anyone who's who's seen any of the design stuff that Brandon's done over the years um, knows uh, how good that shirt will look. So, um, be kind of a reward if you stick with the podcast uh, throughout the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, the T-shirts will be producing them at the end of the season, so they're they're not going to be available right at the start. But um, as soon as we have the design. Um, maybe we'll we'll get your input and and we can add some cool bells and whistles based on your your feedback but that's going to be part of a shop that we're on the verge of launching at alwayscheating.com where we're going to sell uh, some Always Cheating swag like T-shirts and buttons, as well as your opportunity to be on the Always Cheating podcast. If you are in a mini league and you have a rival that you want to trash talk, or maybe you have a rival that you like and you just want to wish them a happy birthday or say something friendly to them, we are going to be uh, making available through our shop the opportunity for you to get a shout out or a trash talk. Um, at a very pivotal point in every episode of the always cheating pod
1: patrons yeah there's also we'll also offer shout outs at various patron levels too so um so that uh that'll be kind of neat you'll actually get two shout outs per season let's give you shout outs or trash talk i assume that trash talk will be more fun but if you (laughs) want to talk smack about anybody uh you can actually it could actually even be us i don't really care um you know but if you want if it's someone in your league that you want to call out uh, become a patron and you'll get two of those per season. We'll, we're going to have a special trash talk call out section. Uh, we also are offering uh, producer credit uh, to people at uh, various pledge levels. And you will actually get a personal thank you at the end of each episode. Uh, and that's along with all the stuff that, we, that we've been offering our Patreon supporters over the last uh, couple of years, which is, um, you know, exclusive head to head league. Um, the Patreon supporters league itself um, we will have a knockout style league. Um, And uh, just a lot of different stuff. And um, we have, you know, prizes for the winners and uh, the winners of various things could actually appear on the podcast. We've had um, lots of winners, you know, appear on the pod over over the last, uh, uh, you know, couple of years. And uh, we actually are, Jeremiah Johnson uh, is going to be on a podcast sometime soon as well. He's one of the winners of a Patreon league last year so. Um yeah, lots more to come there. But visit patreon.com slash always cheating to learn more and support the podcast. Anything you do is very much appreciated.
0: Josh, also be sure to check out our friends at Starting Eleven. They have a daily fantasy app that's available in the US, in the UK, Canada, and Germany. You can play cash games during the World Cup, and then of course they'll be set to go when the new Premier League season launches as, as well. It's a fun way to play daily fantasy for cash, challenge friends or or challenge get into get involved in, in challenges all over the world. So go to starting eleven. Io. That's starting11.io one one for more information on how to download that app for your iOS or Android phone. And our uh, Always Cheating Super League, our big, public, hyper-competitive public league, is available to anyone who wants to join, Patreon or not. Just go to alwayscheating.com. We have an auto join button uh, right there on our website. Just click join. We have more than 500 people already in the Super League for the season upcoming. And uh, the join, I'll put the join link also in the show notes of this episode where you can just click.
1: Yep, excellent. 500 people after like, with like 12,000 people in the game so far is a pretty good ratio. I like that. So. Uh, all right, Brandon. Let's get right back into the podcast here. I've uh, got a couple more sections to go here. Uh, one is uh, promoted players. Big Luke five seven five says, "Finally, Brandon could talk about Fulham for a whole season." What do you think about Fulham, Brandon? I mean, what what we well, talked about them a little bit already, so I don't want to yeah. I want to you know, re, re, do any retreads here, but you uh, know. <laughs> Are they, are they going to be more attacking? Are they going to be more defensive? Like what's your what's your feeling about their approach going into next season?
0: Well, it follows the Huddersfield model, right? Uh they uh Jukanovic, they're a Serbian manager, he has done a, an incredible job with this squad. He's got them playing one of the most fluid, uh sort of continental styles in the championship. Will they, like Huddersfield, bring those principles in the Premier League and see it as a success? I think they have a ton of talent i think they're probably going to need a, a little bit more muscle up front and if they could sign mitrovich on a permanent deal that will be huge for fulham so there's there's talk of that possibly happening uh if not Mitro, if newcastle for whatever reason decides that he's going to play into their plans um i can't quite understand why but uh, not for what he did for Serbia in the, in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm excited to see how it pans out for them. Of course, like any fan of a promoted side, your your worst nightmare is that you see them become a yo-yo club. Um, Fulham, it's sort of like the best case scenario if you, you know, you've been a, a fan for a long time. You, you saw them through an, a tremendous stretch in the Premier League with lots of great players uh, getting to the final of a Europa League and then to the lowest of lows. But they had quite a great time in the championship and just the right amount of time for me to appreciate the division. And now they're back uh, in contention for my FPL side. Uh, so it's going to be fun it's nice to see the Fulham badge there on my f p l uh team page too for sure
1: and yeah i've actually i've got Tim Reeb in my squad i think you've convinced me to move that over to o'doy <laughs> um
0: <laughs> yeah a little more a little more attacking prowess for o'doy for yeah. sure
1: yeah and uh you know it's a it's a squad that's pretty unfinished as you talked about earlier i think that we'll um uh we'll know more about them later i you know it's funny i think Watford has proven that you can basically Change forty percent of your team every season, and and still be fine in the Premier League. It doesn't seem to hurt you that much.
0: Yeah, uh, they they, you know, they do have a lot of
1: not necessarily.
0: Yeah, they they had a fair amount of moving pieces that really uh, crystallized for them. Like Matty Target came on loan from Southampton, and. Filled the flanks for them, but they lost the the other uh, defensive winger, Fredericks, to West Ham. So those are two wingbacks that they're going to have to replace. And, uh, it's any
1: any thoughts on Bettinelli, their their keeper? Do you like him? Dislike him? No, no opinion.
0: No, he's 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 not going to win a game for you. He's mm-hmm. he's not worth that many points. I think right. to to them throughout the season. So if you you get him over like Fabianski, no, no, not at all. I mean, we'll see how the save points start to accumulate, but I don't see a lot of clean sheets for Fulham. I think they're going to be more of an attacking team. Okay,
1: Bran, we have a few a few. I, I put out the call to some of our listeners to talk about some of the championship squads, just some early players to think about. Uh, we're going to be doing team preview pods for all of these players or you know, all of these teams. So uh, we're going to get more in depth later. This project podcast is more about first impressions. But I'm just going to read through a couple of responses that we got from different people uh, just to give you, the listener, a sense of some players to watch out for. Um, so uh, Scott Frazier uh, recommends – and again, this is, this is players from, uh, from Cardiff, Fulham, and um, and Wolves. Uh, Scott Frazier says, Barry Douglas, five goals, uh, 5 million, 14 assists. Um, at least 20 uh, clean sheets last season. Uh, Lucas H uh, mentions Tom Carney, who we've already talked about, you know, is Fulham's uh, central attacking midfielder. Um, uh, Douglas gets another shout out uh, from from uh, Lucas. A lot uh, of Gabe love Bundy's, for Douglas. A lot of love for Douglas. So uh, yeah, Barry Douglas was never really on my radar. So it's to have two different people really shout him out as an option. I think I'm going to uh, give him more consideration. Um, and again, just because it's early on, I don't I don't have a strong opinion on Barry Douglas yet I'm not going to pretend that I do. Right. Uh,
0: uh
1: Gary Bundy says uh if Mitrovic plays for any any other premier team than Newcastle he's going to score 20 goals if he plays for Everton it will be 25. <laughs> so um yeah I I don't know about I don't know about that. 25 goals that's that's amazing. If Mitrovic is challenging for the golden ball I will really be I will really be <laughs> shocked golden boot that is I'll be shocked. Um uh, Shivam, uh, Thakral says, um, Jota, am I saying Jota's name correctly? I didn't watch Wolves enough last year to know how to pronounce his name. Jota
0: or uh, Yota? I'm not entirely sure yeah, myself either. Sorry. Wolves have basically won the, uh, championship already by the time most people started paying attention to what was going yeah, on Yeah, exactly.
1: There. And anyone who's a first time listener, we are really terrible with names. You can blame us. You blame us for any number of reasons, but uh, being an American is our handy excuse that we try to mm, use. sure.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Jota from Wolves is termed as a uh, midfielder. When he plays further forward. He got 18 goals last season. He's just 6.5 million. Uh, he's yeah, he's a he's team. a
0: Portuguese player, just 21 years old, and a great pedigree. Uh, he has, um, moved to Atletico Madrid in 2016, and then on loan to Porto. So. Uh, you know, an interest. To see how see how he'll adapt to the Premier League.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Mark Perez just throws a little water on the Ruben Neves thing. Uh, Neves had a spectacular goal that many people saw at the end of last season, but he says he's more of an assist of the assist type of guy. Uh, so, um, there's, there's, there's just a few players to think about. Uh, we'll get more into them later. Uh, and then, uh, you know, player I talked about earlier is Bobby Reed at Cardiff, um, 19 goals and seven assists in 46 games last year. Most importantly, Brandy, he's five foot seven inches tall. Um, he's also pretty cheap at five. And million.
0: you you know, if he, if it's reported online that he's 5'7 at best, he's probably five foot two, right? In real, in real yeah. life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, just quickly, lightning round style here. Some players who change designations. Uh, Steven Toomey says, some of the play- position changes seem random. We got Zaha and Arnie as forwards while Masawaka becomes a midfielder. Uh, yet players like Alonzo and Salah retain their positions from last year. Uh, I'm not sure there's much logic behind these FPL decisions. I don't, it don't know. Does I seem think kind of haphazard
0: yeah. a, a bit, yeah. like the where where they decided to make the changes and where they didn't. Yeah. Like uh, Mosuaku seems like the type of FPL asset that could just fly under the radar for the rest of his career. FPL Towers would never even pay any attention to him. So yeah. it, it, it seems a little a little haphazard to me.
1: Vinyl Richie says uh, Zaha and Arnie are both classified as forwards. Does this make them more or less interesting?
0: Yeah. Uh, going back to what I was saying about the outlay of, of your two to three strikers, it, does 7.0 work uh, for your team or is, and that to me only works as I think a third striker. Um, and that yeah, seems expensive I mean, for a third striker, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's isn't really a forward, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it didn't he kind of fill in at forward? Well, I mean, it started like really, Benteke and that's it when it's so
0: bad. That's kind of yeah. when it started really clicking for Crystal Palace when Benteke uh, fell out of the lineup. And uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a tricky it's, one. I think Arnatovich is more appealing to me uh, at striker at 7.0. <clears throat> I could see if if there are a bunch of midfield attackers that really start working in your FPL teams and you could make Arnotovic work as a second striker, and then you, yeah. you pass you pass off the you bench a third striker that's a non-entity. Then maybe you get Arnie to work. Um,
1: I guess I feel like it actually makes them more interesting because I don't feel like there was a. I thought the the price bracket for that in that seven million range was really mediocre last year for forwards, and I yeah. kind of like just for variety's sake. I like I mean those guys, saw and Arnie are both players that are that are I'm happy to consider for my team. Right? Yeah. I mean they're both. Interesting options depending on the kind of formation I end up with.
0: Yeah. last question on this same topic, PTKAFC asks, what are your thoughts on Tosin versus Zaha for the third striker? So Tosin just gets lumped in now with Zaha and Arnie as a striker at 7.0. Uh, Everton have a pretty good run to start the season.
1: Yeah. Tosin yeah.
0: is an interesting prospect uh, of all people. Sort of. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, sort of. <laughs> you have I'm to not, think about it. I'm not
1: like – I'm not like down for Tosin. I mean, I would much rather have uh, Zaha or Arnautovic uh, over Tosin. I mean, i I guess the fixtures are what what make him appealing, but I mean he wasn't that good last season, right? I mean he had like he had a, he had a brace during a game when like four teams played, right so like <laughs> yeah. he got like a lot of attention for that, but
0: I mean, and Sam Allardyce was, apparently hated his guts. He was like, well, Tosin can play once we have assured that we won't get relegated.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about about Tosin right now. I, I'm willing to reserve judgment, but I'm not like I'm not super pumped about him. So I'll, I would to answer uh, PTA FC's question. I would go with Zaha over Tosin.
0: Yeah, but Everton remains an interesting prospect. Marco Silva comes in. He's sort of the golden boy manager who still doesn't know how to actually get success from any team that he ends up right. at. Couldn't keep hole in the league. Uh, gets fired from... Watford for some some behind the scenes dealing what does the new Everton look like Adam P asks am I an idiot for considering Walcott despite his renowned fraud status 6.5 million new attacking manager no World Cup good opening fixtures talk me out of it guys It's easy to talk you out of it. you ever had Theo Walcott in your team <laughs> like oh my god
1: what a stressful I, thing!
0: Well, he's, there it's such a, such a mess. There were a there was was it two seasons ago when he went on his I am going to win a coffee maker from my wife for Christmas, uh, right. and he scored ten goals before the end of the calendar year. Wasn't that right? All right.
1: So when when do you think he last scored more than five goals? How many seasons do you think that's been?
0: Uh, two seasons.
1: Oh, actually, right. Okay, so he told. Okay, he he scored ten last season, but before that. Uh, he had five goals, three seasons in a row. I know he had a knee injury at one point, one of those seasons, too, but five goals, five goals, five goals, ten, and then three, so yeah he's playing like around run. a bunch
0: of greedy arsenal players. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. That guy had, like, free reign to score as many goals as he possibly. He was trying to get into the England squad. He was trying to score goals, and he still couldn't do it this spring. Yeah.
0: He did the Tim Cahill, let's go to yeah. MLS so I can uh, yeah. have more one, one more World Cup.
1: One, yeah, just a couple months away from Walcott is not enough for him to, to like, get me excited. You know, one player on Everton, just while we're talking about them, that, that is interesting to me is Morgan Schneiderlin who is 4.5 million this year.
0: Okay. Uh, I, mean, I don't Morgan know Shunner's if I have a lot quali- of time for this conversation.
1: Just quality player, good fixtures to start the season. I mean, it depends on whether he's a sure starter in that squad. But, yeah. I mean, Morgan Schneider is more than capable of a goal, and – I don't know. I have four point five million. He's definitely on my radar as a, as a fifth option.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting price, but he does seem like a shell of the the South, great Southampton player that we saw. Like he was yeah he was destroyed after his experience at Manchester United. Yeah,
1: Again, new manager. You know who knows. I, I, I but I, I he might be a player that we end up talking about a lot this year.
0: This is an interesting question. Just to round things out, you got the touch. Yeah. Asked, what are your thoughts on Loris Karius as a set and forget yeah. keeper? Loris Karius after. The global humiliation of the Champions League final.
1: Does he, he have the same points per game as De Gea, but only costs $5 million? It's a smaller, smaller sample size, though. Um, I mean, I think he only played like half the matches. Mm. Uh, it's going to take a long time for me to get over that Champions League final. <laughs> uh, and maybe it will for him, too. I mean, they're actively looking for a new keeper, right? Yeah. So uh, I am not... If he um, it, curious bandwagon.
0: Also, if you're interested in Liverpool D at 5.0, Dejan Lovren, if he secures a starting position there, he's also a 5.0 and also can score right. you a couple right. goals. So right. that is perhaps a more interesting proposition for me.
1: Right. Of course, might not start the season. Right. Because of uh, you know, Croatia.
0: Yeah, that whole um, Croatian thing.
1: <laughs> that <whole Russian> thing. <laughs> like we'll there's, some, there's some
0: global incident <laughs> happening in croatia right now he has, to, he has to go do like born identity style <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. uh all right that's the podcast uh thank you for listening uh it's you know it's really fun to be back it's especially a podcast like this where you get to just react you know uh, yeah. we'll, we'll start doing like real real research over the next uh, week and uh we'll, we'll have our first team previews uh starting next week um, but, um, as I talked about before, uh, if you'd like to become a, um, a Patreon supporter, it just means, just means you get good, cool stuff for, for helping out the podcast. Uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, you, can, you but you, you can also cancel it at any time. There's no, like, it's not like subscribing to a magazine or something. You can do it for one month and then, and then just quit and that's fine and we'll we'll never bother you about it it's completely <laughs> fine just uh, like all
0: the people you dislike in your mini league who set their team for game week one and then they stop setting it you could do that to your patreon subscription
1: <laughs> exactly we're not going to harass you uh you can give us a uh, five-star review on itunes uh that would be great if that's if that's uh and
0: that doesn't cost you anything. speed
1: it doesn't cost you anything uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud. Um, this is actually one that I just added because um, I. It's nice to know who's actually listening to the podcast. Um, and if you, on, if you subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, not only do you, you know, get you know basically the first crack of the podcast when it's released, but uh, it helps us get a profile of who's actually listening to the podcast too. So yeah that's uh, another option
0: and of course the podcast is available anywhere you get your podcasts uh stitcher google play Acast, to tune in or whatever where, wherever right, exactly
1: um you can follow the podcast on twitter as well uh, we're at hail cheaters that's h-a-i-l cheaters you can follow us on facebook facebook.com slash always cheating i uh, can visit the website um Uh, always cheating.com you can email us hail cheaters at gmail.com i have one final request i know we're making a lot of requests here but uh if you've listened this far if you enjoyed the podcast uh, we'll be sharing it out on twitter and facebook and and reddit lots of other places if you would share the podcast just a simple retweet or send a link to a friend um you know it's it's a new season, and you know there's there's going to be lots of new players. Hopefully, people who saw the World Cup who were excited about uh, about playing fantasy, or who maybe never done fantasy ever, but but you know would think it was a fun thing to do. Maybe you get them to join your mini league because um, uh, because you think they're free money or you know dead money. That's fine. Uh, but if you could just share out the podcast with the retweet or share it on on Facebook with your friends or, or whatever. Um, uh that would be really much appreciated. It really helps us to um to grow the podcast and um you know makes it uh uh makes it feel like it's really worth doing. Like we're really helping to build a a network of people. So uh that's my personal request. It's not even part of the running order, but if you do that, that would be great.
0: <laughs> Make FPL fun <laughs> again. Let's do it all right. together.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, Brandon. See you next week.
0: <laughs> all right, bye, Josh.